guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is Chris Roby and Carly Duke. Um, we are uh, getting into week number five, um, wow. life at school. So um, if you've been following this season of the Don't Panic podcast, we have been talking through uh, the eight weeks of our curriculum, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you had like this puzzled look, like, no. like, like oh, that's another season. <laughs> um, no, we've been talking about the eight weeks of our uh, curriculum, about um, um, the topics and the different ways that we do our groups uh, as a as kind of a, a dual service of providing some content for you, the listener, but also helping you know more about what we do uh, with our life, our teen life groups um, on school campuses. Um, Carly, I don't know your experience in doing week number five, this life at school, but <laughs> it is a tough one. Yeah. And it's because at school students don't want to talk about school. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I find in mind. They're like, we're, we're here all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the point of why we do a week on school. It's one of our more specific weeks, I would say, yeah. of like we really take on a topic of mm-hmm. school, but it's because if you break down how many hours they spend at school compared to how many hours they do anything else. Oh yeah. It's a huge chunk of their time. Yeah, full-time job. Exactly. No pay, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And they feel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they complain about it too. But um, we we have a, di- a, a few different ways that we talk about school. But I think uh, as the listener, um, our guests today, I think you should really enjoy this because these are these are the insiders. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the ones who uh, are not only on the inside at public schools, but really on the front lines uh, because typically – if a student is referred out of a, of a classroom for disciplinary issues, emotional issues, um, if they don't go to the principal's office, they go to the counselor's office. Um, or, or maybe the principal sends them to the counselor's office. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when we interface with the school, with Teen Life, to get a, a group started, uh, typically it is through the counseling center in some form or fashion, whether it's guidance or intervention um, or um, social worker. Um, because they are the ones who have their fingers on the pulse of the emotional needs of the student body. They know the ones who are struggling. They know the ones um, who need the extra support, and they know why. Um, they, they can identify here are some of the reasons why uh, students struggle. And they're this uh, invaluable resource uh, that do so much more than just schedule classes. Um, they I know from working with them on a weekly basis, they get called into so many things. Oh, yeah. And um, have a tremendous amount of respect for them. Um, today, we're going to interview two counselors um, from our uh, a couple of our local schools. One's from a um, more of a high-risk, uh, high-need school, and the other one is from uh, what you consider more uh, of an affluent school. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to hear the two different perspectives um, from Lindsay and from Tammy, uh, about about their schools uh, because there are a lot of differences, but there are a lot of similarities. Exactly. It's not just necessarily the type of school or the type of student that makes up. I mean, they talk about trends that all teenagers face, mm-hmm. no matter if they come from a lot of money, come from not very much money, come from um, a difficult home situation or not. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. And you'll hear in this interview, or these two interviews, I'm sorry, uh, some things that will concern you. Um, but I think you also hear some things that will give you hope as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard it said that the public school is kind of the last, uh, the last place where culture and, uh, education and knowledge, spirituality, everything 
intersects at the public school. Hmm. And, and the reason why is because public schools don't get to choose who comes to them. It's, right. it's, you know, geographically who's in this area, you can come. And so these educators that can balance all of this and create learning environments, it, it's, it's remarkable. I could go on and on about this, but, <laughs> uh, but I won't. Um, let's uh, get into these interviews with Lindsay and with Tammy, and we'll check in with you guys after the interviews. Lindsay, thank you for sitting down uh, to interview. So um, just for our listeners, so you know, uh, we are sitting in uh, Lindsay's office, which is a counselor's office. If you've been around a school before, uh, counselor's offices tend to be in the middle of the action. And so if you hear voices or um, someone coming in the door, (laughs) whatever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the day in the life of the counselor. So uh, Lindsay, thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, doing this. So, uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about uh, your experience as a counselor on your school campus. Um, uh, and first of all, I, I just want to know what what changes are you seeing with your students lately? I think there's been um, a lot of different changes, but mainly I've seen a lot more cutting than I have hmm. uh, in previous years. And sometimes I feel like it's kind of a, a fad, or um, you know, there are students who have those very high needs and are maybe you know, suffering with suicidal ideation and things, but a lot of students are suffering with cutting. Hmm. Um, I know recently there's been the 13 reasons why Uh and um, other things like that that are kind of going around and I think they're influencing kids a little bit Uh um, that are already maybe vulnerable youth. So you thought that maybe it would be, it would go away at some point. Or or not, not, it would (laughs) go away, but it would at least reduce, but it's actually... Like it's increased there. a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. So is it all? Is it usually with suicidal thoughts, or is it with? Not necessarily. Yeah. It can be um, either both together or separate. Mm-hmm. You can have suicidal ideation and um, you know be thinking about killing yourself, or you can also have um, thoughts of self harm that might not necessarily mean you want to kill yourself, but um, that you just want to harm yourself in some way. Right. Right. So with things like self harm, um, typically. Um, if it's not suicidal ideation, it is facing a challenge, facing stress sure. in their life. What are some of those common stressors that students are facing on campus now that you're seeing? One of the big ones that I've um, that I tend to see more recently too is just students are coming from a lot of brokenness. Hmm. So coming from a lot of broken families, um, not having the support that they need necessarily outside of school, mm-hmm. and then um, in school, you know, looking for that support, but often being the ones that are caught in different either behavioral nets or um, getting in trouble more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely not, maybe not having as supportive of families, a lot more brokenness, a lot of um, maybe families that are not traditional families anymore. They're kind of just, you know, living with aunt or an uncle or mm-hmm. some grandfather and then pieced together. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of times it's not directly school related. That's right. what they're bringing. They're bringing on campus right. in the morning. Yeah. Which you guys don't get to pick and choose. Nope. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Being a public school, that's, that's one of the things about public school that's so unique is um, you can't kick, kick them out because they've got a bad family or right. any of that kind of stuff. Doors are open to everybody, and, mm-hmm. which is a good thing because I think they receive a lot more support mm-hmm. um, at school than if they were just maybe at home sometimes. So what kind of supports do they get at school? Um, there are student support services in, in most schools, and so mm-hmm. they'll receive support from maybe um, a school counselor mm-hmm. or someone um, who can 
you know, get them referred out to different um, mental health services. There's, uh, in some schools, they have social workers who are maybe giving resources to families who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, just kind of, I mean, other than the academic, because mm-hmm. there's the academic, obviously, that are, you know, the traditional academic. Do do students know to seek you out um, for these services? Or, I mean, is this something that has to be um, taught or trained for a student to know? I'll go to Lindsay uh, for, uh, I'll, go, I'll go to Lindsay Beep. for um, for my help. I mean, do they know that? I think a lot of students do, mm-hmm. um, but as they, you know, come in, maybe they're new students for a while, and then as they kind of get used to the school environment, mm-hmm. they kind of figure out um, who to look for help from and, and what they kind of need to do. When they first get in um, any kind of school, I think it's it's just kind of the deer in the headlights mm-hmm. of, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, what classes I'm supposed to go to. Right. Uh, but with time finding out, you know, who the specific people are and where their office is and mm-hmm. when they're available and... Mm-hmm. And those kind of things. So what qualities do you see in your more in the more successful students, the one that are functioning well on campus? What do you see in them? Um, kind of going back to what we said before, but just having that support from family mm-hmm. is a big, um, I guess, benefit to them. And then um, a lot of students who do have more support are maybe more organized and they're able to kind of maneuver better within the school, mm-hmm. um, find the services, do the schoolwork. They're not the ones that are getting caught up, you know, in having to go to extra tutoring or extra, you know, have extra help with schoolwork. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think if the listener is getting anything out of this brief interview is that um, your role outside of school really matters. <laughs> it does. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. a strong supporter of that. <laughs> right, right. Family involvement is is huge. Yeah, family involvement or, you know, you know, pastor, counselor, you know, outside of school, community. Uh, mentor, com- community mm-hmm. support's huge. Uh and and obviously, you know, I mean I guess I guess on the other side is the students that struggle lack a lot of that. So it's not always just the pure academic thing. Right. And there are some students who do come from, from good families and they have, you know, people around them and they still struggle in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say regularly I see students who come in who um, just are not doing well at school. Maybe they're not doing well academically Mm -hmm. and they're also struggling with family matters. Right. So a couple other quick questions before we wrap up. Um, What areas of school life for students do you see getting better right now? Um, that you see like kind of an upward trend because I think the the narrative tends to be generation after generation things are always getting worse. Mm-hmm. We got to believe things are getting better in some areas in schools. Right. What do you see? I believe that they are getting um, because of the increased amount of of student support mm-hmm. within the schools. I think they're able to have more support in school and not maybe. Um, keep falling back as it was maybe traditionally you didn't have many people to talk to mm-hmm. you didn't have as much access to counseling services or mm-hmm. outside um, therapy just by going to school mm-hmm. but now by coming to school um, you're able to kind of have more access to different services that you wouldn't have had access um, to earlier so that's, that's a trend that, that we're seeing doing. and, I, and I, I would say that too working in schools for a while i feel like i'm seeing that more now that principals and administration is more open to that. People are more aware of the need Uh maybe of mental health services and then being able to, to get that need for students is something that's, it's becoming more of a priority than it ever has been. Well, for a parent or a helper listening to this, not maybe not sure how to get their students into, they know they need some help. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe the school's a starting place. Maybe the counselor would know where to start on that. Yeah. Reach out to counselors and to um, different people on campuses, whether it be uh, intervention specialists or 
um, different administration, but a lot of times there is someone who can help you get connected to services. Mm-hmm. So finally, uh, as someone on the inside, um, you're here every day and um, I've seen some of the stuff that you deal with. It's crazy. You have a lot of a lot of things on your plate. But what do you want someone who works with a teenager but doesn't necessarily work in a school to know about how they can about, about how life is at school for the students? I think there's a lot of things um, that that parents and people in community and outside of school can do. But one is just trying to be aware of <clears throat> sorry of current trends of current things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of times parents and, and others are not aware of the current things that are going on, even with just teens in general. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to, you know, whether it be things on social media mm-hmm. or um, any kind of issues like that, for parents to be aware, for people to, to be involved, mm-hmm. be invo- involved with the student, um, just checking in with them. Mm-hmm. Whether it be, hey, how's it going today? Do you have homework? You know, mm-hmm. how's your day been? Mm-hmm. So many times I think people are afraid to ask Mm-hmm. Uh, but being able to ask just, hey, how's it going? What can we do? How can we how can we do better? Lena, you know, let's work together. Right. Uh, Tammy, thank you for being on the podcast. Sure. Yeah. So this is yeah. uh, Tammy and I. And I've worked, we've worked together with groups for a long time now. And so uh, she was like one of the first ones I thought to call to talk about I'm this. I'm thankful that you did. Yeah. 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 So we're going to talk honored. a little bit about your, uh, your campus. Um, mm-hmm. This is... Uh, uh, what would be called maybe more of an affluent school, mm-hmm. um, uh, some more resources available. Right. Um, and so, um, what, what, what changes are you seeing right now with students, um, that you would maybe see different from maybe even five years ago? Um, one of the things that we've really pinpointed this year, that's been a little bit different for us is a, a increase in anger and hostility hmm. in our young men. Really? Um, more fighting, hmm. more, um, yeah, a- a angry outburst and uncontrolled, you know, especially in our, in our, in our young men, um, just having a hard time managing their stress and there, huh. there have been more emotional, angry outburst, which is, um, that's been a little bit different for us. Yeah. So is that, is that kind of like your freshmen coming up? Like, like, especially the, right. like your, your, your youngest Our ones? younger freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. And Pre- pressures are. The uh, pressures. And then they're just the boiling over and the not being able to ha- handle life. Uh-huh. And then, and then the way that they're handling it is they're, they're fighting and they're running away and they're, hmm. um, you know, angry and, um, so that's definitely been something that we've noticed that's uh, increased this year. Okay, so with with that kind of uh, anger, there's obviously mm-hmm. challenges that are mm-hmm. are pushing that. So, what kind of right. challenges are you seeing students face now that might be unique? Uh, I think um, you know, common denominators are a lot of it is home life, mm-hmm. a lot of it is um, pressures, peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and another kind of a new thing that we've seen along with that peer pressure is this kind of a mob mentality of bystanders encouraging bad behavior, basically, and no one really standing up for what, what is right, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot of that type of behavior, bystanders, um, I think it's just, a like people egging him on to do something. Right, encouraging yeah. it yeah. or just being a bystander, watching it and not telling anybody hmm. um, or or even seeing other kids victimized and not, not standing up for, for those kids. Yeah. And I think, you know, 
going back to what is the root of this, these problems, I think it is a lot of, um, peer pressure, um, not knowing how to handle their problems, not knowing how to handle life issues and mm-hmm. make good decisions. You know, their decision, decision-making skills are a little, um, off. Yeah. And, and then the, the impulsive behaviors come out, you know, and then, um, um, so it seems like it's kind of a skill thing because, you know, mm-hmm. being a teenager, you're going to be impulsive by nature. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. But not really having that skill set to deal with those impulses. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and having the resiliency to, to kind of bounce back and regroup and then learn from your mistakes. Because mm-hmm. a lot of what we're seeing is some of the same students are making the same mistakes over and over. And each time the consequences get bigger. Right. And and. You throw in some social media and some videotapes of, of fighting, and it just gets out of control. So, they're, yeah, they're not going to stop a fight if they're videoing it on their phone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, that's such yeah. a, that's so well, different. Yeah. And that's something that we're, you know, our plan for next year is to really talk to our kids about, you know, being a bystander. And you're, you know, believe it or not, you're guilty. If you're mm-hmm. if you're witnessing something and you don't do something about it, if you don't get an adult, then then you've got a you've got a responsibility in that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so just you know, our I just feel like our world is such a different place right now, and mm-hmm. and just working with our kids on on being smart, making good decisions, taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are definitely things that we're that we're working on. Okay, so in in that direction, mm-hmm. you know you. We've got the students that struggle, but what about mm-hmm. the students that are successful, mm-hmm. the ones that you see that are really um, seem to rise above a lot of that? Mm-hmm. What uh, what qualities or attributes do you mm-hmm. see in these successful students? Why are they so, so successful? I think that the, the, the common thing that we see with our successful kids is they're living intentionally. They're mm-hmm. goal-oriented. They know, you know, where do I want to be? In 10 years, where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be next year? What do I, you know, what kind of grades do I want to have on my test this week? Mm-hmm. They're very driven by their intentions and their goals and their living life according to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're more balanced. Um, they, they do know how to problem solve. They, they do, um, you know, have a little bit more of those resiliency skills that they need. They mm-hmm. utilize their resources. They utilize their teachers. They're confident, you know, mm-hmm. they're not, they're, um, not, a, not afraid to ask for help. Um, and so I would say that, uh, that probably would be the traits of our successful kiddos. Right. Right. And, uh, the, the goal oriented thing mm-hmm. is, is huge. Mm-hmm. I would think. Oh yeah. Know where you're going. Yep. And they're motivated mm-hmm. and they're driven and they're, you know, ambitious and, mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I like, I like that. So, um, what, what areas of life, um, of, of really of school life in general, mm-hmm. are you seeing that are concerning you right now? Um, I mean, I, I obviously the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the fighting, the anger, but just in school life in general, what are you seeing that's concerning? Um, one of the things that we've noticed a lot that our kids are dealing with is that level of fear in the classroom. Hmm. You know, where teachers may not even be aware of, you know, there could be some, some bullying behaviors going on. There hmm. could be some, uh, harassment and, and it's being unnoticed. And then you've got a kid that if, if they're afraid, they're not, they're not going to learn, you know, mm-hmm. and if they don't feel safe, then we're really not taking care of our kids like we should. Oh, okay. And so I think there's an awareness that we as a staff need to be, 
we need to heighten our awareness of, mm-hmm. of, you know, what kind of conversations are we hearing and what are we letting go that we shouldn't really let go, you know? Huh. Um, and so I think that's one very real thing that I see that the culture, mm-hmm. the level of fear, um, risky behaviors that are being normalized, mm-hmm. you know, the drugs, the alcohol, the, um, sexual abuse, um, you know, kids are taking things that what I would consider a really big deal. They're normalizing those things Hmm. and, and making it where it's not really that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And then, um, the management of the social media stress and anxiety are, you know, Mm -hmm. we've, we've had more students this year in treatment in, having to be hospitalized for depression, suicidal ideation, anxiety, isolationism um this year than I've than I've ever seen. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I hadn't thought much about the safety uh, element because mm-hmm. I mean we 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 know when we don't feel safe we're not going to mm-hmm. function. Right. You know, and so students who come to school and and I think for the outsider not really understanding what safety actually mm-hmm. is, you know, if you right. if you feel like you're being picked on or harassed or I'm going to be singled out, you know, mm-hmm. you're not, you know, you're going to be thinking about that. Absolutely. <laughs> and not about what the teacher is talking about. Right. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So what's getting better right now? Um, I think one of the things that I'm amazed at of our, of our kids is they're always open to learning. They're always open for developing skills to improve. And we've got kids who they're great communicators. They're self-aware. Mm-hmm. They they can identify their stressors. They can identify, you know, what are what are the things in my in my life that are kind of bringing me down, or what do I need to focus on? So I, I'm really amazed at their level of awareness mm-hmm. and their ability to seek out help if they need it. Hmm. You know, and and I'm I'm really commend those kiddos for mm-hmm. for seeking those opportunities. Um, you know, our kids academically are amazing. They have great opportunities, um, but I'm just amazed at their level, their ability to communicate and their level of self-awareness. Right, right. Well, that's a testament to your staff, too, I'm sure, of, of, of make, being available and then knowing that, you know, we can, go, we can come to the counseling staff. It's not taboo. Right, exactly. To, to ask for help. And so that's, the, that's, that's like a culture thing, I would imagine, right. on this campus. Thank you. So, so finally, uh, you're on the inside. Right. Um, you're here. Every day you see it. Um and I think we take for granted that, you know, for those of us who do work in schools a lot, you know, that not everyone on the outside might fully understand what mm-hmm. goes on on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's one thing you would want mm-hmm. someone from the outside to hear um, today? You know, what, I, what I've what i learned about kids through this process is that whether we consider what they're going against a big thing or a small thing, if it's big to them, mm-hmm. it's big, mm-hmm. you know, and they, kids really just want to be heard. They want to be validated, mm-hmm. um, and and they want people to understand that that what they're up against, whether it's academic stress and and um, the academic pressure, is is very real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a real thing, and mm-hmm. um, the issues that our kids are up against every day are are huge. Mm-hmm. And just getting through life one one day is is it's difficult for mm-hmm. our kids. And so um, I just think that we. I think validation for them and also not minimizing anything that they're going through, because if it's big to them, then it, then, then it really is. Yeah. Whatever's big to us is big to us, no matter who it is. Yeah. 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 And so that maybe just even helping them, um, 
come to grips with, okay, well, we can make this a really big thing or how can we, you know, what can, what kind of skills can we give you to kind of deal with those things in Mm -hmm. life? And Mm so, um, I think you guys have done an amazing job with connecting with our kids, great listeners, great opportunities for them to communicate and feel safe. Mm -hmm. And those are all the things that I think really are essential for a student to, to open up and to, to thrive. Carly, um, we mentioned in the intro that this is our toughest week, and we say that because it is. Um, I, I would say that uh, leading groups talking about school, I've had some of the worst groups and actually some of the best groups, too, uh, doing this. If the, if the students are really up for talking about um, what life is looking like, I mean, they'll, you don't really have to work very hard. They'll, they will. Right. They will talk quite a bit. Um, but what we find and when you, what you hear in these interviews is um, often it's really not much about school. When they start talking mm-hmm. about school, uh, in fact, our, the activities that we walk them through, we have this Facebook, uh, it's a Facebook activity, but we, we term it like social media, basically, where they um, think through the different people in their lives and what do, what do they think about their life at school and trying to find co- certain commonalities. And we also do another activity where really practically they write down kind of action steps that they can take to make life better at school. So small things they can change. And it's it's just remarkable to me that so little has to do with the classroom. Mm-hmm. It's about what happens outside of the classroom in school. I'm sorry, at home and, you know, even just after school um, and how much of a difference that makes. Yeah, exactly. And so both, the, both of these counselors talked about family support mm-hmm. and how important it is and how crucial it is um, and how it can make a big difference in the life of a successful or not. I don't want to say not successful, Mm -hmm. but a student who struggles in school Mm -hmm. um, because home life is something that they bring with them to school, even if they're not at home anymore. Um, I had an interesting conversation with my students the other day um, because I think a lot of times people think of if they don't have family support at home, that means they're coming from a broken home or they're coming from a home where Mm -hmm. um, parents don't care or they fight or something like that. Mm -hmm. But all of my students the other day were talking about that their parents, when they say, hey, let's hang out as a family, are on their phones the whole time. Hmm. And everyone chipped in. It was one of the only times I've had a conversation where every single head in the group was nodding, going, exactly, my parents do that too. And it made me think, you don't have to come from a broken home to not feel supported at home. Right. You could come from a perfectly normal um, home, but have a parent who isn't invested or is staring at their phone or is on Facebook instead of spending time and investing time in their students. So I think that's so important too. Well, yeah, it's a huge blind spot. I think for a lot of parents that you know, like, you know, you can kind of look at home life and like, Hey, <laughs> we're still married. We're together. Mm-hmm. We do things together as a family. We don't hate each other, you know, right. which some families would say with teenagers would say that's, that's a success is that we still kind of like each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. If, if we're all on our phones and technology takes more of our time than actually talking and looking each other in the eye, then yeah, that would um, easily, I guess be feel like they're not supported uh, in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, both of them talked about was concerns that they see and mm-hmm. um, a lot of anxiety. Um, I know Tammy talked about at her school, a lot of uh, anger manifesting itself into a lot of fights and a lot of 
um, students not being able to deal with the common stressors in life. Right. So kind of, for lack of better term, lack of life skill where they can cope with just kind of the normal stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and the little things become huge and this is volcanoes of emotion. Um, and her, you know, her school is definitely uh, uh, a school that has um, heightened academic uh, expectations. And, right. you know, when they come on that campus, they know there's a lot. Of, so there's a, the pressure is uh, pretty great on that campus. But also Lindsay was talking about on her campus, a lot of cutting, a lot of uh, self-harm is how it's manifesting. So pressures are pretty normal for being on campus, but the way that stu- the ways that students are dealing with those pressures now um, is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I think it's so important for parents, teachers, anyone to be aware of stressors that may be happening in the school, maybe happening from star test or from um, classwork, or it might be coming from athletic arenas that they're a part of, mm-hmm. or it might be coming from home. Like we just don't know where that comes from, but being aware of their stress and trying to help them manage that in healthy ways. We talk about that in our groups all the time, Mm -hmm. not just managing stress, but how can you manage it in a healthy, positive way Mm -hmm. that's going to improve it? Because stress is never going to go away. Ricky talked about that in his interview Mm -hmm. um, several episodes ago, Um, but how can we manage it in a healthy way? Well, and think about just having to, to manage uh, a stress load, around a bunch of other teenagers, <laughs> you know, just, just kind of the, the, the control chaos that is school sometimes having to navigate that while you're also trying to figure, think about your future and, you know, the next test coming up and all that kind of stuff. And so it's understandable that teenagers would turn to unhealthy ways of managing stress is not okay. You, you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as parents, you know, being really aware and having your, your pulse on, you know, what is going on with my teenager? And, um, you know, if they are going through something, how can I offer a helping hand? Just like, can I take something off your plate? You know, I'll, I'll clean your room. I'll, you know, whatever, whatever it is that we can do to kind of, you know, lighten that load Right, would be huge. Well, and I believe it was Tammy who said, if it's big to a teenager, then it is big. Mm -hmm. Um, even if as an adult, you're sitting there and going, that's what you're stressed about. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, you just wait until you're adult and you've got it. That's not what they need then. They need you to acknowledge, okay, it's big to you. Mm -hmm. And I get that. And so right now, this is a big thing in your life. And how do we acknowledge that? How do we work through it? How do we Mm kind of help you with that without saying, oh, that's not big. You have no idea what big is. Right. Sometimes as adults, we, and this might be a little little rant, but like we forget what it feels like to be minimized. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Or maybe maybe we have, I don't know, but like... That's like the worst feeling in the world to be able to you know, to express something, whether or not it's silly or not, and just someone say, oh, well, you know, guess what I have to deal with, or it's nothing like I would have dealt with, you know, you get over it. Like, no one likes that. It doesn't matter if you're in an authority position or not. You know, it, it's never helpful. Mm-hmm. It just causes, it just creates resentment. It, 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 it loosens the connection between you and your, and your student. Right. It's that whole, I walked five miles uphill to school both yeah. ways thing. <laughs> yeah. if, if we get comparing and. If you remember what you were like, what it was like when you were a teenager, there are some things that are silly that you probably don't even remember mm-hmm. that were the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to remember that right now where our teenagers are, that's what's big to them. Mm-hmm. And that's their world. And school is their world. And that boyfriend that they've been dating for a week mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. that is that can cause, that seems small, but can cause major stress. And we have to help them work through that. Um, 
But I also love, too, that these counselors talked about, and this gave me hope, there are more resources on campuses than Mm -hmm. ever before. Mm -hmm. They have more counseling staff. Um, Granted, I still think that they... It's not enough. (laughs) No, it's not enough (laughs) at all. But students have resources um, if they know where to look and if they know who to ask for help. And I think that gives us hope, too, um, that even if it's coming from home, there's stuff at school that they're helping them mm-hmm. if they're willing to find those resources and ask for help. So anyone listening to this who is a helper um, and you know your student is struggling with something, whether it's mental health related or not, um, uh, call your school counselor and ask mm-hmm. them. Um, and not asking them to take care of it for you, but say, what do you know? Um, what, like, like what, what, and not necessarily about their student, but what resources do you know are available and in and, and, and that area, um, because typically, um, if the counselor does not know, they will know who to ask. Yeah. And uh, for, so for us, uh, I know me and you and Ricky always get emails from counselors just like, hey, who's in your network? And so, you know, if there's if there's an organization like Teen Life who's on the campus who's able to access other other resources, um, they can ask them or they can ask a principal. They can ask. There's a there's a wide there's a vast resource knowledge inside of a public school. And so ask them. Um, they might not be able to help directly, but they'll, you know, they are helpers by nature and they're going to want to help if they can't. Um, so definitely reach out to them on that. Exactly. Um, and so I hope you hear through these interviews and through what we're talking about too, that school is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's something that we need to be aware of. I love that they talk about being aware of the trends of teenagers of you as parents need to be aware. Mm -hmm. Um, even I think one of them even mentioned that 13 reasons why, mm-hmm. um, whether or not you watch that. But if it's something that teenagers are talking about, you need to know, okay, what is this? Mm-hmm. Can I have a conversation with my student about it? Mm-hmm. Um, and can I be a, at least knowledgeable enough that we can talk about it and I can ask questions and see what they know about too? Um, and so I think it's so important um, to talk about school at home um, because home often impacts school too. One more thing before we wrap Um we, I think I mentioned earlier about um, we do an activity where we list um, some things that, that so the students will write down three or four things that they could do that would kind of change things for school. And you know, like I said, it's, it's typically home related. But as as parents or people who work with students outside of school, helping them think about what are the small little changes that could make that mm-hmm. could make a big difference. And so, um, and these are things that are self reported by students. We're not really prompting it. Typically, it is sleep related. Um, typically, um, there is a social component where um, they're up too late texting on Snapchat. Um, uh, some, you know, it, sometimes it even sounds like bull- online bullying where you have, they have someone who is just continually texting them and texting mm-hmm. them and texting them where they can't sleep at night. Um, or, or maybe it's they're not eating very well. You know, their nutrition isn't great. They're not actually getting out and walking around and getting exercise and getting getting sunlight. Um, and so if your student is struggling, uh, sometimes maybe looking at those small things, you know, what are some small things we can do that would maybe help out a lot? Um, because this is big changes that tend to be intimidating. So, you know, what can you do, um, to maybe get your student to bed a little bit earlier or, um, say, let's put the phone up tonight. Um, or let's just do something small. You, you hear, you hear us talk about it all the time. Um, but typically it's in context of just general relationship, but this stuff helps at school too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, um, I love that, that, 
Um, there are small things that you can do. We say that all the time. Mm-hmm. It can be something so small and so simple, but it can make the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear these counselors talk about too, that successful students live intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so helping bring that intentional piece to your student um, is important too. Of You can't make that goal for them, but you can prompt conversation that can get them thinking about how can I live intentionally? How can I make a goal? And how can I reach that goal? Right. All right. Hey, everyone. This is Carly Duke, and I am here with Jacob Baker, and he is one of our great facilitators out in Decatur, Texas, and so um, we're excited to have him and his experience. So, Jacob, why don't you start us off and just tell a little bit about your groups, what kind of groups you've done, and even how long you've done them. You bet, Carly. Um, Well, I've been doing a teen life group for I guess it's been five or six years. I didn't really look back to see how long it's been. Uh, it's been at the uh, alternative education program uh, placement program, uh, which is obviously for some, some kids who are in trouble for various reasons and have been, uh, have been put in this program and it's an open group. So in my case, I'll have, I could have a new participant every week. Uh, some some kids that have been there a long time and some kids that are just there for a few weeks. Okay, and so um, why don't you also start off by telling us what do you see teens um, in your group struggle with today? Well, I think the big thing for, for the kids I'm working with, which are kids that are that are in trouble for some reason, when you start to understand a little bit about their background, uh, you start to see kind of why they're where they're at. Um, so, so one of the big things is just a struggle to break the chains of the uh, generations before them. Uh, they just tend to imitate the things that their parents, maybe their grandparents have been a part of or struggled with. Um, so just breaking those chains to get them, get them to, uh, to seeing that they don't have to live, live exactly like those who've gone before them or, hmm. Uh, so that's one of the things. And the other, the other struggle that I really see uh, them dealing with is setting goals. Um, many of them haven't reached goals because they haven't set any. Um, so really uh, encouraging them uh, to set some, some proper goals um, helps them to reach toward something. And so that's, that's been big, I think, uh, as far as what I've noticed with the kids I work with. Right. And then um, lastly, how have you seen one of the teen life lessons or maybe even one of the activities make a positive impact on a student? Well, um, a lot of the questions and the exercises, the way they're worded and things, they just, they just really, they really have a way of opening up our kids, our teenagers um, to, to areas of their lives that they just really need to and want to talk about. Um, you know, it starts pretty early on, even in the even in session one with the scaling questions that are involved in that uh, session. Uh, those questions um, have really invited some great discussion. Just in the past few weeks, uh, we've been working through it with my group, and it has taken honestly, it's taken a full three weeks to get through session one. Just because, not because we've been dragging it out, but because. They, it's just invited more discussion. Each of the, each of the questions really, uh, they've dived deep into and really 
uh, embraced those questions and taken them, taken them pretty deep. And so it's been, it's been a neat ride. Um, as I said before, my group kind of, is an open group. So it is, it sometimes we'll have new kids and sometimes we'll have some who've been in there for, for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting how some of these, some of these kids will have been there for the whole year. So they will have gone through the eight week cycle, if you will. Um, they'll gone, they'll have gone through it sometimes three different times. Um, and then open it up something new. Uh, so it's, 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 it's awesome. I really enjoy it. Uh, it prepares me uh, even more to work with, with teams. Um, and because of the trust that's built up, um, have been built up with the administrators that I work with, uh, they've asked me to do, you know, to be involved in, in little more one-on-one type sessions. And those, these team lifeline uh, sessions have really helped me be prepared to, uh, to, to handle something. Um, of a one-on-one type of session as I've been asked to do. And uh, that's really been uh, something I did not expect. That I'd be able to use what Teen Life has taught, taught me uh, to, to even work in some other areas beyond a group. And so that's been that's been. The Stay Calm, Don't Panic podcast is produced by Teen Life. Your hosts are Chris Roby and Carly Duke. If you want to check out today's notes, resources, and music, please visit our website at don'tpanicpodcast.org. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Don't Panic Talk. Now here's a word from our sponsor, Lovett Christian University. This is the university for us the thoughtfully engaged, for those who pursue wisdom so that they can better serve the community, for the minds that strive to make a difference. This has always been the university for those who seek a truly transformative education. This is the university for you. Lubbock Christian University.